0: Manchester United have won the Carabao Cup, Arsenal have gone five points clear at the top of the table, and Grimsby and Sheffield United shock Premier League teams. This is the It's Football Day podcast, episode number 113. football Day. Now, normally we kick off the episode going through the six games we tried to predict from the weekend before. However, this time we're going to start a little bit differently because there was a special game at the weekend. It was the Carabao Cup final, Manchester United versus Newcastle United. And unfortunately, in my situation, Manchester United have triumphed and won 2-0 in the final.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit of a shame... But I think you know, it was a great day. No matter what, I think uh, I think you got a little bit carried away to begin with on the old booze. But you know, why not? It's such a massive occasion. Um, I did meet Lewis in um, central London, and as soon as I saw him, he spewed everywhere. But that was just the <laughs> warm up for the day. So I think he'd sunk a bottle of tequila by then, and there was still about two and a half hours to go till kick. So it was good form. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we ditched our idea of getting to Wembley. Watched it in an O'Neills, which I think was a great setup. I think it was London was black and white all over, like anywhere you went, there were Geordies there. It was great to see. They were in great spirits, and I think it was always going to be a bit of a tough game. And uh, yeah, as it got to got to kick off, yeah, the first half, yeah, pretty much was was all she wrote really. Newcastle didn't. I don't think they were them their usual self at the races against. Uh, yeah arguably the best- the most informed team in world football at the moment it seems in in Manchester United or at least one of and uh yeah, it was always going to be a tough battle, but you know, I think, like you said, you got to a final that's all that that's all that matters It showed that you're you're taking the right steps, you're in the right direction, but unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be
0: that's exactly it it is the start of something great and something that hopefully. Uh, continues for years to come like you said I regardless that day out was in my top five days out so like Ryan said we did ditch the Wembley idea purely for the fact that nowhere was going to show it apparently nowhere within a mile of the stadium was showing it so we went to uh, central London to an O'Neill's where there was honestly decked out with Geordie fans and um, and yeah, we just had the best day. Made so many new friends and just enjoyed being around that atmosphere. I the only thing, even though even if we lost, I would have loved to have seen a goal. Just being in that atmosphere, how it would have gone, uh, like the absolute limbs in that pub. But as it was, it wasn't meant to be. I think we we played a great start. Like we we were really good at the start. Uh, Alan say Maximum absolute run rings around Dallo. Like he had got subbed off at half time and yeah, it was probably the best decision realistically that Ten Hag made all game because we look dangerous on that left hand side. Um they get a goal for a free kick. Casemiro header just keeps turning up for them at the moment questions of offside. There was a lengthy VAR check and it's such a tight one. What player would you go off as being the deepest defender? But it was given as onside. It looked onside but at the same time we've seen them given offside as well. The second goal I'll be honest at first I thought Karius had dropped a clanger. I Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. But it wasn't a clanger. I do have problems with it. I think if that's Pope he's probably saving it because He's not going down so early. I think Karius goes starts going down way too early, but it does deflect off Botman and take it over Nick Pope, And That was all she wrote. Man, you sharp stop that second half. There were very few chances, and the chances that there were, we didn't take them. Um, not at the races, unfortunately, but what a day it was. And, you know, Man United have accustomed to finals. They've been there a lot, lot more recently than we have, but I either way fantastic day out and hopefully the start of uh, a great future for the club yeah you'll be back soon you'll be back but that's the misery done the misery has been compiled I've condensed it into five minutes Uh, honestly it has been a long long week contemplating that the Monday after was a massive hangover but what's the phrase smile it happened don't be sad it's over yeah (laughs) Yes, but, but let's move on to the Super 6. We did try and predict six games from the weekend. We started with Fulham versus Wolves, moving on to Leicester-Arsenal, West Ham-Forest, Palace-Liverpool, Spurs-Chelsea and Arsenal-Everton. Friday night kickoff. Fulham at Craven Cottage, hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers, and it ended in quite a, well, a, a late minute, a last minute one all from Wolves, really.
1: Yeah, I thought that... Fulham would have had this game um, quite easy, sort of wrapped up. I know Wolves have been a bit topsy-turvy, but Fulham at home, or just Fulham in general, this season have you know, they've been in the top half pretty much the whole, the whole season. Um, so I thought this was a fixture that they they do quite well in. But yeah, I think they had to like leave it till late to to rescue a point, and I think Wolves can be happy to at least come away with something. Obviously, they would have wanted to have seen the game out, but. Yeah, I think for for their situation, a decent result. But yeah, a draw to start off the weekend.
0: Yeah, I did say that wrong there. It was Fulham that actually came back because Wolves um, yeah, yeah. went ahead with Pablo Sarabia. And it was um, Mana Solomon who got his third goal in his third game in a row. Um, off the bench as well. He, he's doing bits for him in Mitrovic's absence, to be fair. He hasn't really been the same since his injury. And you know, Mana Solomon's stepping up.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Is Mitrovic still out injured? I never know with him because he, he always seems to be cleared, declared fit and then never plays after time. So I think we well, to avoid. Well, Carlos
0: Vinicius did start this one, so I imagine he yeah, was. Yeah, okay,
1: that sounds like he's out. But yeah, one all there in the follow match. Then we head to Leicester versus Arsenal. Um, and yeah, a, uh, big three points for Arsenal. Martinelli goal back in the starting lineup up um, in replace of Eddie Nketiah. Uh, I think Arteta's really putting his foot down there with that one, with uh, what he has been wanting to see. And yeah, it works. Arsenal with a much better team. Leicester are, I think, less, not not in trouble, but they're just, yeah, they're going for a proper sticky patch at the moment. Leicester, I mean, they've played a lot of tough teams. Obviously, they did beat Spurs quite recently at home, but then Manchester United out in the FA Cup, which will come on too. Uh Arsenal at home here. Um, but yeah, always going to be a tough game, but... Another clean sheet and a win for Arsenal.
0: Moving on, we did have West Ham versus Forest. A game that many predicted as like a cagey affair. West Ham could really do with a win. And um, Forest just, yeah, they're on a fantastic run since the turn of the year. And since the end of the World Cup, they've genuinely really uh, benefited from that gap because of the World Cup. But unfortunately, West Ham absolutely run riot in the second half, scoring four goals to win 4-0. Danny Ings with his first start for West Ham United. And they've been calling out for it for a while. And I can see why. Because, yeah, two goals from him. And they genuinely, West Ham, in the second half, looked like uh, the old West Ham from a few years back. Jared Bowen was absolutely sensational.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was 0-0 to quite late on in the game. And West Ham just seemed to... Completely turn on the burners with what 20, 25 minutes to go four nil, Forrest, I had a I had a Nico Williams. I think I only on my bench, but he was like locked in for a clean sheet almost at one point it seemed. Uh, but yeah, not to be ended up I think on even like zero for conceding four goals. Um, but yeah, huge result for West Ham, clean sheet at home, nice little win. Uh, and then we head to Palace, uh, South London, Palace versus Liverpool, um, the first of a double game week for Liverpool and. Yeah, Liverpool were poor here today. Um today just poor in that game that day. Um but nonetheless, I mean Trent ha- gets a free kick and it's going in and Jordan Henderson decides to block it with his head. Um and you can tell yeah. that was definitely going to going to be a, uh, a goal, but obviously Palace had a few chances. I think it was Mateta hit the bar. Um he had to he got pulled off of Edward in the second half and he couldn't really make the difference, but yeah. Nil nil, very tough watch.
0: The next game must also have been a tough watch for Ryan as Chelsea lost once again to Spurs. Well, I say once again. They've lost quite a few times this year, but Spurs away is something they very often win. But unfortunately, this time around, Spurs have got the win and they won 2-0 at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium.
1: Yeah, it was the first time Tottenham have ever scored against us in their own... Well, in their new ground. Um... Yeah, to be honest, it was hard to actually lap lap this game up. We were we were in the pub for the final, we got there early to get a decent spot for the Newcastle game. And um yeah, it was the the fixture and the goals were sort of drowned out by the Geordies really. Um two deal. Watch back the highlights in full so I could like actually get like a proper look at it. Yeah, we were just another stink of a performance. I do think Kepa maybe could've done a bit better with the skip goal, to be honest. It's quite central, but you know, he's lashed it in. Uh, and then, yeah, just poor defending from, from the cross and leave Harry Kane free at the back post. He's he's going to score. And, yeah, the the run goes on. All our new signings are still yet to be involved in a game which we win, be involved in a game, I think, in which we score. Um, and, yeah, I think, yeah, six goals since November. Uh, Summit's got to change. And I, I think Keith Potter, because we can't win anything this season, so we may as well see him to the end of the year. There's no point cutting ties with him yet. He might be able to yeah, turn it definitely. around. There's still a long way to go, but realistically, yeah, the season's finished for us. Apart from the Champions League, will we win that? No, because you need to score goals to win that. And yeah, we'll we'll see how, how we are come, come May time. And if nothing's changed, get him gone.
0: Yeah, it's a weird one. There's been loads of reports that Roberto De Zerbi is in the running to replace him for the second yeah. time. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. But like you said... From a Chelsea fan, from like from yourself, I completely agree. Um, like keep Potter for the end of the year. You're not going to win the Premier League. Obviously, you want to get Europe European football because that's where a lot of the money comes in. But at the same time, you've given everyone large contracts anyway, so they're going to be there for a while. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a weird, weird time for Chelsea at the moment. Fair play to Spurs. You know, finally overcoming the beast that is Chelsea at their home ground. But That does climb them up the table continuously. They are still in fourth. um, Behind Man United still and Man City and Arsenal. But they are, you know, they're doing their bit. They're winning games. Although it's so few and far between with them. One minute they win, they'll probably lose this weekend. Who bloody knows? But the final game of the Super 6 that we tried to predict was the Wednesday night fixture of Arsenal versus Everton. Could Mikel Arteta, you know, get revenge on Sean Dyche? 1-0 in the last fixture a few weeks back. Um, Boy, did they put them to the sword. 4-0 by the end of the game. And it was absolutely brilliant football from Arsenal.
1: Yeah, Everton hardly really had a sniff here. And yeah, Martinelli again at at the double, Saka with a brilliant goal as well. And Odegaard as well with a great bit of link-up play. Uh, out on the left to yeah, 4-0, pasting for, for Everton. That's two losses in a row now. They're slowly heading back to their old ways. Um, but yeah, that does conclude 2 per 6. Uh, Points-wise, I managed to predict three correct outcomes. No, Not quite no correct score, so I do end with six points for this one. Uh, yourself?
0: I only managed four. Um, mine was yeah, the... Arsenal fixture the Arsenal fixture twice to be fair that's the only way I got money <laughs> yeah.
1: points I mean that was two of the six of mine I did also say that West Ham would beat Forrest but yeah we'll uh, we'll move on now just briefly to the other results from the weekend so we had Bournemouth versus Man City and uh, yeah classic Manchester City absolutely paced in Bournemouth um, 4-1 away from home yeah some brilliant link-up play for City in this and I mean classic Man City though they can't keep a clean sheet to save their life on the road I think that's six or seven games in a row now in all competitions where they've not managed to keep a clean sheet so tough times for them and then Everton like we said two losses in a row now they did lose at home to Aston Villa as well in the uh well last weekend rather than in the week against Arsenal so yeah Watkins is um I think Watkins has scored like five in five games in a row he's picking up some good form
0: he is, he looks really, really good and so does uh, Buendia. We're really starting to see like the Buendia that was the most chances created in the Championship a few years back. Even though he played for a Norwich team in the Premier League, I'm pretty sure he was up there with the highest chances created in the Prem as well. There's just Norwich couldn't convert them. Mm-hmm. Um, genuinely playing some fantastic football. He's a tiny little magician, mate. He's, he's quality.
1: Yeah, he was an absolutely tidy little player for Norwich when, when he was there. Um I remember when Norwich had that really poor season in the Premier League he still was like the third highest chances created from a midfield player uh but yeah 2-0 Villa good result for them after defeat to Arsenal the week prior Leeds versus Southampton, 1-0 Leeds, yeah, really big result for Leeds at home, especially Southampton after picking up a good result um, weekend before at Stamford Bridge. And then finally, the last game of the week, the second of Liverpool's double game week, was a 2-0 victory over Wolves, which puts them up into sixth place. And I do fancy Liverpool to still get top four, to be honest. I think they will finish above yourself and Spurs to sort of climb in, but I think it will be close.
0: Yeah, it's doable. Um, they leave it late at the moment. These two goals were very, very late on. Salah, I think he's only two goals away from being Liverpool's record goal scorer, um, which is, yeah, in such a short amount of time, realistically as well. Um, I say short amount of time, what, it's been five years since he joined them? It's been, yeah, it's been, it's been a fair amount, but still, he's yeah. a goal machine. Yeah, are genuinely doing really, really well. So, fair play to Liverpool. Like you said, they got themselves up in sixth despite all their woes. Um, I am worried because, yeah, I I, I still find it baffling that I'm worried about Liverpool and Spurs' results, mm-hmm. to, that they affect me. Like, that's mad. But, yeah, up into sixth at the moment, Newcastle in fifth, Spurs in fourth. It's very much the battle for that fourth spot, realistically, Um But Newcastle do have two games in hand. So, you know, there's six points sitting there, hopefully. You never know. Who have we got next? Manchester City. Yay. And then up next, after a full weekend
1: and midweek games of the Premier League, that does lead us to the FPL section of the pod, where, I mean, the average this week was 74. I did take a minus eight hit to build my team for this weekend. And I did finish on 76, but to be honest, I'm I'm pretty disappointed with that. I thought my team would have done a lot better. I mean, McNeil, Tarkovsky, Bueno, and Pereira were just shockers for me. Like it was, yeah. I actually see this as a bad week.
0: Yeah, same for me. Average was 74. I only got 73. Um, despite yeah, the team. I just thought the team I had would be better. I, I didn't actually make any transfer hits as well so i'll take that i did have one player not playing in my team in rashford um but perisic didn't get a look in so technically i had two players on zero points before i even started the weekend and yeah it is what it is could do better but at least i didn't take a point point sit and i still have a free hit and a bench boost and a wild card to use Now before we go ahead and talk about the other news, the FIFA Best Player Awards and Super 6 for this weekend, the FA Cup took place uh, midweek at the same time as the Premier League fixtures in the midweek and a bit annoying because it did take priority over the Premier League fixtures so we couldn't watch the likes of Arsenal versus Everton and Liverpool versus Wolves but we did see some really, really good football in the fifth round and some cup sets which we all love. First of all, Sheffield United beat... Tottenham Hotspur 1-0 and this just goes to show about Tottenham they could do really well one minute and then the next they're on their arse
1: exactly we were talking about this game early today actually at work in mainly in regard to Harry Kane where we think he would be well I think he would be perfect for Manchester United with how deep he comes to allow the likes of Rashford and co to get forward um, even like creating and it's like games like this where you just think what is the appeal to harry kane in staying at tottenham this is another trophyless season for them yeah they get the odd big win here yeah. and there but it, it, ultimately in the end it genuinely results in nothing for him like ericsson has left one competitions at inter the, the the tweet was he has left won something at inter died come back to life left well he's already left but gone to Manchester United and won another trophy, still before Harry Kane. Now, if I'm it's Harry Kane, oh, legacy is great and all, but you want to win something. You can't like finish your career as the best player to have ever lived that will have won nothing.
0: Like just, That's just wrong. Yeah, 100%. I, I genuinely think you should move on now. He's now created a legacy at Spurs by beating Jimmy Greaves' record. He's done his legacy there. Now move on. And if he moves on to Manchester United and scores even more goals, just think he will—he could get so many more goals than Shearer. If—if if he he could score more goals in Man United than he could at Tottenham,
1: yeah, hundred percent. He—he uh, has to go there. But anyway, Sheffield won, Spurs nil. That's them out. Uh, I guess. I guess. Yeah, another cup set as you mentioned. Southampton losing at home to Grimsby. Um, yeah, no one really saw this one coming. It was a uh, yeah shocker of an evening for um, Southampton.
0: What? Super 6, I backed Grimsby 2-1. I got 5 points oh, for this.
1: Fuck yeah. Well done. okay, Mate, The did, only person that saw this coming um, was
0: Lewis. Did you see what Grimsby tweeted? No. So, every one of their tweets during this game, um, if you put the first letter of each tweet together, it spelled out, no doubt about it.
1: <laughs> That's such effort. Fair.
0: Mate, shaggers. But yeah, they League 2 side beat a Premier League side, Southampton. That is fantastic. They beat Luton in the last round, so they've done really well there. Um, so they absolutely smashed it. But now they are, yeah, they're through to the sixth round, which is unreal. You then got Man United versus West Ham. And Man United looked like at the start they were on a bit of like a cup hangover. But they did turn it around. I, I hate to say it. Maguire and McTominay are massive problems for Man United, I will be honest. Because the second they put them in their team, they looked a bit poor. And West Ham went 1-0 up. If it weren't for some of their substitutes and Garnacho being an absolute baller and West Ham making two mistakes, they could be out of this competition.
1: Yeah, but I think scoring three so late on, you know, winning mentality. West Ham didn't really take their chance. Antonio should have scored when he went through, but... Yeah, 3-1 United, left it late, but yep, job done in 90. And then Leicester, like we said, a little bit of a rocky patch from losing at the weekend to now losing at home to Blackburn in the cup, which, yeah, I, I've seen uh, I've seen some things on, on Twitter where it's Leicester fans basically outing a lot of the team, saying that, look, there's got to be a lot of changes, which I think so, because it's quite an aging team in parts, and... Yeah, there's, there's a lot of gaps, I think, for Leicester to fill, which I think they will address in the summer. But yeah, another cup set. So um, Sheffield, Grimsby, United and Blackburn all do progress through.
0: Next up, we are going to quickly mention the FIFA The Best Awards. Messi has won Player of the Year for the men's once again. And, you know, after winning, uh, you know, the World Cup, and how great of a year he's had at PSG you know in 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 Ligue 1 there was no doubt about it realistically absolutely fantastic year for Messi um but the highlight of this for England's side of it really was four women were in the the best 11 for the women's team and our England's women's coach won coach of the year absolutely fantastic um i think mean, it was Williamson Bronze Kira Walsh and Beth Mead made the top 11 best uh, players. What one thing that did shock me was um, the keeper for the best eleven uh, was um, Ender or something or Endal. But then the goalkeeper of the year award meant to Mary Ups England's goalkeeper, but she wasn't in the top eleven, which I can think you didn't get whatsoever. Mm,
1: that's strange. Yeah, that, that's a bit weird. It's like Sa- uh, Salah winning the Puskas award, but he didn't even score the goal of the month in the Prem that 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 month. I think it was that one. Yeah, but I, w- crazy. I will say. I think there's a strong case for Benzema to have of of won the award obviously Ballon d'Or Champions League La Liga yeah. top goal scorer I was a little bit surprised Messi got it to be honest but the World Cup is yeah massive
0: Did you see the David uh, David Alaba stuff
1: Yeah I did I thought I thought I was just a bit weird to be honest like there's no shame in voting for Lionel Messi it's not as if he's had a bad campaign um but like, yeah. all the abuse I just find that strange
0: it's crazy. So for anyone that didn't know, he's the only Real Madrid player not to vote for Benzema, and he got so much stick and so much hate from it. Um, I think he even got like death threats at one point. Like he got that bad. But yeah, baffling. If you like right, if you want, to, if you got an opinion, if you think Messi's better than Benzema, you think Messi's better than Benzema. It is what it is. Exactly. But without further ado, we're gonna try and predict some games again. <laughs>
1: And then the final part of the pod is the Super 6 heading into another weekend of Premier League action. So the first game is Manchester City versus Newcastle. I'm going to say 1-0 City. It's going to be close.
0: Uh, it's going to be a tough, tough game, this. Um, but I'm going to go over 2 all.
1: Nice. I don't nice think we take our chances
0: all. often. I don't think we take our chances often, but Manchester City concede a few times and I think we'll just be looking to bounce back and we'll have that spirit 3,000 travelling Newcastle fans I don't know, I think they'll want to put on a good show after uh, the weekend and I don't know how, I haven't really read into the rules but I'm pretty sure Nick Pope only got a one game ban which is baffling but Hmm. apparently he's back Okay, fair, that's strange
1: Uh, Up next, Chelsea versus Leeds Um, I'm going to say 1-0 Chelsea I think we will score a goal and win the game.
0: Wow, that never happens at Chelsea. What I know. The hell? I know. Um, I'm going to go with two-one Chelsea. I think you will win the game, yeah. But happy Grats here at Leeds. That's a great signing for them as their manager.
1: Yeah, fucking. I'm not looking forward to it. Anyway, Wolves versus Spurs. Uh, I'm going to say Spurs do a Spurs lose to Sheffield but beat Wolves away
0: two-one. Yep, I'm going to go with a 2-0 Spurs win exactly for the reasons you've said. Up next, we've got Southampton versus Leicester. I uh, quite don't think that Leicester are going to do a 9-0 this time, but you never know. What are you saying? I'm saying one all I think it'd be a draw. Nah, Southampton are trash at home. I think James Madison's back in contention for this as well, and I think he'll run the gaff 3-0 Leicester.
1: 3-0 Leicester. Forest versus Everton. I think Everton will bounce back in this one. It'll be a rare away victory. 1-0 Everton.
0: Oh, well, um, I'm going to go 1-0 Forest. I think Forest, uh, yeah, I think they'll bounce back from the West Ham result. They, they, they look good. Brendan Johnson looks quite decent. So I'm going to go over 1-0 Forest. And then the final game of the Super 6... At Anfield. Liverpool versus United. A fantastic rivalry for many, many years. Uh, Also now with a lot of stake, United trying to put the pressure on the top two, try and catch up to them. Liverpool want a top four spot. In my opinion, I think it's going to be 2-0 United. 2-0 United.
1: you know what? I think there's going to be an even bigger upset. I think it's going to be 3-0 United. I think... Well, it's whoever scores the first goal. But... Yeah, I, I can just see United just turning up at Anfield and just rocking it 3
0: 0. Absolutely rocking it. The away fans will be buzzing at Anfield. Um, but that wraps up the It's Football Day podcast, episode number 113. You know where to find us by now It's Football Day underscore on Instagram and Twitter, and It's Football Day XI on Facebook. We appreciate you listening, and as always, we will see you next time.